Ultrasound Gel Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Ultrasound Gel Podcast. I'm Mike Pratz, and today I have the distinct pleasure of being joined by my friends and colleagues, Cray and Jacob. Today we have something special to talk about, the Vexus grading system. This article is titled, Quantifying Systemic Congestion with Point-of-Care Ultrasound, Development of the Venus Excess Ultrasound Grading System, published in Ultrasound Journal, came online April 2020. So here's the deal. People who love critical care, point-of-care ultrasound, really love using a non-invasive tool to try to help us figure out about the patient's hemodynamics and whether or not fluids or pressors or anything else is going to supplement their cardiac output. If you looked back on the history, you would see a lot on volume responsiveness, volume tolerance, and a lot of different ways to do that. However, one thing that has been neglected in this conversation is the effects that venous congestion can have on organ perfusion. Because remember, the end game here is getting perfusion to the organs. But is there a way to assess this? And the answer is yes, there is, because some very smart people came up with this cool combination multi-organ scoring system called the VEXIS. And again, the VEXIS stands for Venus Excess Ultrasound. And I mean, they killed it with this acronym. Way to go. So good. This, as far as I can tell, is the first published article that includes the VEXIS grading system. So... Hopefully, we'll talk about this article, and then we'll talk about Vexus in general and see where we are with it. So for this particular study, what they did was they asked if the Vexus score has a clinical value by predicting the occurrence of acute kidney injury after patients get cardiac surgery. And then they also compared it to our old frenemy, the central venous pressure. So what they did is they took uh, patients that were getting cardiothoracic surgery and they did the Vexus scans the day before surgery at ICU admission after surgery and daily on post-op days one through three. They also collected a bunch of other information. So it wasn't just like the creatinine and the ultrasound. They collected their pre or intra-op TEE. They got a CVP from the jugular central venous catheter, and then they got labs, of course, such as the NT pro BMP and creatinine. As far as an acute kidney injury, that was defined as an increase in the sodium creatinine greater than 26 micromoles per liter within 48 hours or 50% from baseline within a week from cardiac surgery. It's not any kind of weird stuff. This is how we define it. They also had a bunch of other stuff that they included, such as the use of vasopressors as well. For inclusion, they included patients that were equal or older than 18 years old that were undergoing cardiac surgery with the use of cardiopulmonary bypass. They excluded a few people. They excluded those with severe chronic kidney disease, those with renal transplant, if they had a, quote, critical preoperative state. So that is aborted sudden death, if they had to have cardiac massage, if they had to have mechanical ventilation before the operation, and if they had to have an intra-aortic balloon pump before surgery. They also excluded those with baseline acute kidney injury before the surgery, if they were delirious before the surgery, and if they had known conditions that would interfere with the Doppler of the portal system, such as cirrhosis or thrombosis. 
With regards to the ultrasound, they had two investigators who were trained in the use of hepatic and renal Doppler, which are some components of the Vexus examination, which we'll talk about. Now, as far as the scan, what they did is they placed the patient at what they called the dorsal decubitus position, which had the head of the bed at zero degrees or 30 degrees. And this was to avoid the Valsalva maneuver. And they looked at a couple different things. So they looked at the hepatic vein Doppler, portal vein Doppler, and intrarenal venous Doppler. With regards to exactly what they were looking for, if you want to see what those waveforms look like, I would suggest going to either this article or go to the website that Felipe Rola has, and he describes it actually pretty well there. And then they also looked at the IVC. Yeah, and this gets a little confusing because they were trying to do a couple different things here. Because we're still early on in studying the Vexus criteria, they actually made five different iterations of the grading system. So A, B, C, D, and E are all different ways that you can become the grades 0, 1, 2, and 3. So like some may rely on having one abnormality to be moderate, grade 1 or 2. Some may require that you have 2 to be severe. There's a lot of variability there. And all that you need to know is that they were testing lots of different ways that you can make the criteria, and they were studying that as part of this study. I like that they used a pretty scientific method to try and figure out what the best thing to do was here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And definitely, we'll have some links because I'm sure this is new to a lot of people. But the long and short of it is that portal vein Doppler shouldn't have much pulsatility. So pulsatility there the organs are getting overloaded. Hepatic vein Doppler normally should have a very clear systolic wave and a diastolic wave. And if the diastolic starts to get larger or there's reversal, that's bad. IVC, I think we're all familiar with. And then intrarenal Doppler, also another cool thing where you basically just look at the pattern there and you can see that the pattern changes when the organs get congested. So it's, this is stuff that physiologically makes sense. It's all been shown individually during other studies, and now they're trying to put it all together to make an overall score for if your patient is getting overwhelmed with fluids leading to bad outcomes, in this case, renal damage or an AKI. So in this study, they had 145 patients. Um, they had a median age of 66. Uh, about a quarter of them had known heart failure, a quarter had chronic kidney disease, and just over a third of them had acute kidney injury after their surgery. And so what they were looking at primarily was the different uh, VEXUS scores um, and trying to see which ones correlate with the acute kidney injury. Um, the one that correlated the most consistently and the most strongly was the VEXUS C or a grade three, which was severe congestion, and that had a hazard ratio of 3.69. And that also, even when adjusted for other baseline risk factors for acute kidney injury, still had a hazard ratio of 2.82. If you get to a little less severe finding, so the grade two Vexus C, they had a hazard ratio of 2.65 of acute kidney injury. So still pretty good, even without as many findings. Of their various grading criteria, the Vexus C grade three, as mentioned before, with the most strong association with acute kidney injury, also had the highest specificity of 96% with a positive likelihood ratio of 6.36. 
Now its sensitivity was pretty insignificant at 27% with a likelihood ratio of zero, negative likelihood ratio, excuse me, of 0.77. The sensitivity overall was the grade one. The less significant findings had a higher sensitivity, which makes sense if you think about it. Cumulative fluid balance did not line up with the VEXIS grades. Comparing this to some of our more commonly used measures like IVC and CVP, CVP had a good sensitivity at 77%. I'm not going to say great. Um, and that was for a CVP of greater than 8 and 83% specific when the CVP was greater than 12. The IVC dilation was only 41% specific for acute kidney injury, which makes sense because that's not a organ-specific vessel. That's kind of your diffuse venous volume status and doesn't correlate with necessarily specific organ perfusion. So Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how we can sum up all this complicated data? Cray, if I'm interpreting what you said correctly, then it sounds like for their main aims, they were able to find one VEXIS protocol that seemed to correlate the most with having an acute injury, acute kidney injury after these cardiac surgeries, and that was the VEXIS C system. Among the different grades you could have there, having the most severe grade was most strongly associated with acute kidney injury. So that makes sense, and that kind of supports using VEXIS for what it's aimed to do of looking at organ perfusion. The rest of it, it just shows us that it's pretty specific for it, but not very sensitive, and it's probably better than CVP. Now, before we discuss this, there's some obvious limitations to this data. And let's, let's take a step back and remember that this is just kind of introducing the score, trying to validate it a little bit. This isn't the end game. But there's some clear problems we have here to, to the validity overall. I mean, this was retrospective. It was only patients that get cardiac surgery. So unless you work in like a cardiac ICU all the time, this may not be your patient population. And remember that acute kidney injury also isn't the end game. That's just kind of one surrogate value for what we hope is a measure of venous congestion overall. So we have to extrapolate this data a lot, and there are a lot of problems that could come from that. I think the problem with acute kidney injury is it's so multifactorial, and I think they tried to account for that with their regression studies. As you said, this isn't the best marker for venous congestion, because if we think about just renal injury in general, right, it's pre-renal, renal, and post-renal, and so the venous congestion is only a small component of that, right? I think accounting, like, this seems really complicated <laughs> for what could be a potentially much more simple question, right? And then the question is, I think anytime we're doing a study, is how feasible is it? So how many point-of-care providers are comfortable doing these multiple Doppler studies and have the time to do these multiple Doppler studies? And then is it going to change what we do with the patient? And I'm not sure this would quite yet. I think it's a cool study. I think from being like a little bit of a physiology nerd, I like this, but I'm not sure it would affect how I take care of my patients, even my critically ill patients. Yeah, those are excellent points, Cray. And I don't think we should gloss over the complexity of this scan. I mean, first of all, we don't know how long this took because it was retrospective, but it was pretty complicated. I mean, not many people know how to do these various Doppler 
organ perfusion scans, and I'm guessing that a lot of people wouldn't be that comfortable with it right off the bat. So definitely need some more investigation on the feasibility and inter-rater reliability before we really get this to be widespread, I think. It's really cool, though. Yeah, and I think that this is definitely great first work. I mean, they correlated the score with an actual clinical outcome, which is cool. So maybe in the future, it can work towards more patient-centered outcomes such as you know days in the ICU need for diuresis mortality or fluids given need for dialysis anything like that would be a a huge win for this score let me sum it up here this was a retrospective study that looked at the use of a novel VEXIS score a point-of-care ultrasound measurement of venous congestion that incorporated a lot of abdominal organ Doppler measurements and in this population which was post-cardiac surgery patients they compared different iterations of the VEXIS grading system four outcomes of acute kidney injury. And they found that at best, the VEXIS score had a hazard ratio of 3.69 for AKI and was specific, although not that sensitive for it. It seemed to be a little bit better than the CVP overall. The take-home points for this article are that this preliminary work presents the VEXIS score as a point-of-care ultrasound measurement of venous congestion with potential correlation with acute kidney injury. Much more research still needs to be done here, including prospective studies with different populations and additional outcomes. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks to the authors for putting this out there. I think we'll hear more about the Vexus in the near future. And if you want to check out more about our podcast, go to ultrasoundgel.org, check out our Facebook page, or talk to us on Twitter. Until then, we'll talk to you later. More. More. Ciao. More pressure, more gel, 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 more gel